Hello, and thank you for listening to the Horror Script Podcast. If this is the first time listening to the show, please be aware that this is for entertainment purposes and strong language is used. If you find comedy like Howard Stern, Seth Rogen, South Park, and Family Guy offensive, then this might not be a show you're interested in. If you do find them funny, then hopefully you find us funny as well. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Horror Podcast. Hey kids, you like blood, violence, and even some fried chicken? Then go watch that fucking movie, that's not what we're doing this week. Welcome back to another episode of the Horror Script Podcast. And this week we're going to be doing Grave Encounters. That's right, I'm not going to do House of a Thousand Corpses because the movie is... Uh, really i thought i thought you loved that movie house of a thousand corpses i loved the idea of house of a thousand corpses i was excited when it was announced remember the build-up and me and you went to see it in theaters and we were like the fuck was that Uh, i don't know i i mean i wasn't that disappointed in it i i enjoyed it i mean the whole scuzzlebutt thing well yeah that was the ape that what what the fuck was the point (laughs) And there was no cannibalism. It was promising cannibalism. (laughs) But I digress. This week, Grave Encounters. Another found footage movie, but this time in a asylum. Mental... Wait. What? Yes. In an old mental asylum. (laughs) (laughs) Where one of those ghost hunting expedition shows goes a little too far and actually finds what they're looking for. I'm your one host, Miles. And I'm your other host, Richard. Yes, welcome to episode 75, Grave Encounters, released in 2011, unrated, with a runtime of 1 hour and 32 minutes. (laughs) What was that? Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. No, this is not going to be like a month-long found footage thing, it's just this week, (laughs) so I don't think this is the theme. All right, let's start off with our cast. So, starring Benjamin Wilkinson, who plays Jerry. He was in a few movies we might be a little familiar with. The Adam Project, Deadpool, and Grave Encounters 2. So apparently he uh, has a couple Ryan Reynolds films under his belt. Hmm. Maybe he's as big a fan of Ryan Reynolds as I am. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he'd go as far as you would with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I would go all the way. I know you would. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we have Sean Rogerson, who plays Lance. He's also in Grave Encounters 2 and Arrow as well as Underworld Evolution. Yeah, the second one. Is that the second one? Yep. Yeah, I like the Underworld movies. I don't know why I stopped watching those. Uh, The first three were good. Yeah? They got bad after that? And then it... Yeah. But Kate Beckinsale was still in them, right? Uh, She was all but the prequel. Oh, uh, okay. All right, next up we have Ashley Grisco 
who plays Sasha. She was in Bad City and Messages Deleted. I never heard Why of them. Why would you delete them? <laughs> Bad choice. And finally, we have Merwin Mondeser, who plays TC. That's an awesome fucking name. Mon- Merwin Mondeser? M- Merwin. Merwin, yeah. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of Merwins. If you have another kid, Rich, you should name it Merwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I will. God, I hope accidents happen. Well, he was in The Recruit, Godsend, and Code 8. Why not Code 7? I don't know. I guess they didn't have a Code 7. But I'm wondering, was that The Recruit with uh, Colin Farrell? I don't know. There's probably a bunch of recruits. Code 7, wasn't that the name of uh, Murtaugh's boat in the Lethal Weapon movies? Code 7? Was it? No. You sure? Yeah. What was it then? I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, it wasn't a, it wasn't anything like that. Because I, I know, I know in the second one, he was looking at uh, the uh, Alva Varda. That was the boat that the that the people that were smuggling the Cougarant had. Yeah, that was the that wasn't his boat though. I know, but they showed his boat there. And it wasn't Code Set. I can't remember what it was. And his boat got sunk in the fourth one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did because. <laughs> Cause uh, that yeah, cause that other boat that one smuggling people in China people crashed into it, sunk it, shot it, it set it on it fire. It didn't crash into it. Oh yeah, that's right. It was a barrel that exploded and landed in it. Mm-hmm. Ah, I have to see that movie again. It was a good one. All right, back to this movie though. <laughs> All right, so we have writers on this the vicious brothers who has also done grave encounters 2 and extraterrestrial the vicious brothers why can't we have a cool name like that i know right we're just the mccutcheon brothers yeah that's just a shit fucking name i don't know i think they may maybe they gave themselves that name the vicious brothers (laughs) we should give ourselves a name like the cutthroat brothers the cutthroat brothers (laughs) they were the horror script brothers or the McCuttons. McCuttons. The McCutts. The McCutts. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, director is Colin Minahan. Minahan? Yeah, Minahan. Also directed It Stains the Sands Red. Uh, oh. What, yeah, it sounds, that sounds like a good title. Uh, what Keeps You Alive and also Extraterrestrial. So. What Keeps You Alive? Hmm. Uh, food, water, air. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to our rating. Alright, what do you give this one, Richard? Alright, this one I was I was kind of 50-50 on. I gave it a 5 out of 10. I liked some of it. There were some creepy aspects to it. But, I don't know. I was also bored a little bit. It took a while to get to anything. And... I really find Insane Asylums creepy, and I was disappointed in this because I felt like there was a lot of opportunity that was missed out on. Maybe one day we can go to an Insane Asylum and record an episode. Yeah, let's go. That that'd be neat. <laughs> but if any if any if any shit happens, I'm gonna let you know. I'll leave your ass behind so fucking fast. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I do not expect you to stick around. 
<laughs> and all you'll hear is you'll be calling out for help, and I'll just be like, you're fucking dead to me. Yeah, yeah, right. You wouldn't even be calling out. The fucking door would be slamming behind you. <laughs> I'll just be like, appeasing to the spirits. Kill him. Kill him. Save me. <laughs> Spare me. Uh, so what'd you give it? I give it a six. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I could have done with nudity. Plenty of opportunity. I thought there was... No, there wasn't. That's right. The bathtub. Yeah, I could have I could have gone for some some TNA and some P, some B, some <laughs> B, BH, maybe some C on the T's, C on the L's. Uh, you know, I could have done with some letterings there. Right. But alas, nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it... it it does take a little bit to pick up. I did like the comedy aspects of it, of like when they're not filming and they're just joking around. Yeah, not 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 really taking it too seriously until serious shit happens. Uh, I like the rat scene. Yeah. Okay. Where the guy has to eat a rat. <laughs> it looks strumdiddlyumptious. We'll say that Willy Wonka should make a rat. Cooked rat or raw? You're raw. Why yeah, not? Go for it. Go in for it. <laughs> but no, there's some when when the scares do happen, they're pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was. Let's get into our scare rating. <laughs> All right, scare rating, Richard. What did you give this scare movie? I give this a three out of ten. Also, oh, Hell House was scarier for you. Absolutely, I think Hell House was a scarier movie. Um, this did have a couple okay jump scares, some creepy scenes, but it, I don't know, it wasn't, there wasn't anything that was like, ooh, like, you know, major scare. Um, even my wife, she watched it. She only rated this one a four. There, there was a part with the, where I guess a ghost lifted up Sasha's hair. Mm-hmm. And that freaked her out. Other than that, nothing really, nothing really made her go too crazy. Was she waiting for the, something like that to happen to her? <laughs> yeah, at that moment, yeah, she was actually. <laughs> that would have been great if little Henry would have snuck out of bed and looked oh at that point. Oh my god, <laughs> that would have been absolutely hilarious. I'm telling you, she's so fun to watch a scary movie with. I love it. So, what did you give it? I gave it a three as well. Oh yeah, I forgot. How, I forgot it was a little slow at points. I was like, eh. yeah. There's some really slow points. I'm just like, all right, already we get it. Like, fucking go. <laughs> Let's move on to our scary movie trivia. Pop into pop pop scary movie trivia. I got four statements. That's it. Yeah, one's false. So you got a 25 percent chance of getting it right. That I. Here we go. Number one. The setting of the film's fictional Collingwood Psychiatric Hospital in Maryland is actually Riverview Hospital, an abandoned mental institution in Coquitlam, British Columbia, built at the turn of the 20th century and closed down in 2012. It has also hosted such films as Watchmen and TV shows like The X-Files. Number two. 
The director set out to differentiate grave encounters from other iconic found footage films such as Blair Witch Project by being less subtle with the demons. He wanted the demons to visibly run at you rather than just move objects and slam doors. Number three, the first ghost shown in the film is actually director Stuart Ortiz. Number four, the character of Dr. Arthur Friedkin in this film shares a surname with director William Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist in 1973. What were two and three again? Oh, wait, three was the director was the ghost, and two was what? Uh, that the director wanted to differentiate grave encounters from other found footage projects like Blair Witch by uh, being less subtle with the demons. There were no demons in Blair Witch. All we got were a bag of teeth and some fucking sticks tied together in trees. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They were like super subtle with like the demons. Like he wanted to be the opposite of that. Uh, the director is the ghost. Yeah, you're right. Made that up. So Miles got it. Yay! You win. Now, I can't think of a better way to celebrate than get some Four Sigmatic coffee. <laughs> That's right. Get some mushroom-infused blends of coffee. And what goes perfect with mushroom-infused coffee? Rat. Right. That's right. You want to go completely organic. You'll, get, you'll smash a rat with a fucking crowbar, and you'll just go to town eating it. <laughs> Screw water. We don't need that. We need some Four Sigmatic coffee. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, all right, where are we on to next, Richard? <laughs> uh, check out the links below. We have a link for Four Sigmatic Coffee if you want to check it out and give it a try. It's our favorite coffee. And it's a favorite amongst rat exterminators everywhere. Trust me. They're not just throwing those little bastards in an incinerator. They're eating them. <laughs> all right. Goofs. I have three. Number one. When we first see the suicide bathtub, its inside is quite dirty, but when Lance Preston sits in it, it's completely clean. A little bit of a mix-up there. Number two, there's a big deal made of the fire escape that TC saw when doing the time, the time-lapse footage, except that there are no fire escapes shown on any of the buildings. Number three, as the history of the asylum is revealed, it is stated that a former doctor performed grisly experiments on the asylum patients in the 1930s. In a flashback sequence referring to this time, a patient is shown in front of a television, watching static. However, the television was not introduced to the public until, 19, until the 1939 World's Fair, and was not common in U.S. households until the early 1950s. An asylum in the 1930s could not and would not have had a television. Oops. <laughs> well, just rain on the fucking parade, Rich. I mean, come on. If you're going to say that their fucking asylum is from the 30s, you can't be sitting there having patients watching static TVs. Doesn't make any sense. Maybe it was built in the 1930s, but yeah, it was built in the 1930s. Maybe, but he's been performing experimental procedures for 20 years on patients? Yeah. <laughs> so there was TVs when he was doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, 
If you would like to suggest an episode for us to do, send us an email and let us know what you would like to do. Or you can record yourself requesting an episode and email us that recording and we can play it on air and we can review a movie of your request on our next episode. So feel free to send us in an email and make a suggestion. All right, it's time to get down to our spoilers. So if you are interested in watching Grave Encounters, go check it out and come back and follow along with us as we do our killer death breakdown and go over the kills in the film. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds fun. <laughs> now, first off, I have a question. What? Why, if they were faking stuff, would they really lock the door? What do you mean? Why would they lock the door? Like, why would they literally lock themselves in to the asylum? Because they're only supposed to be locked in for six hours. Doesn't matter. Why would they even really lock the door at all? Just for the ambiance feel and the fucking, you know, side fake fear. Right, but they were faking shit the whole time in the beginning anyway. Paying the paying the gardener to say that he saw a ghost right over there. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. I know that was funny. <laughs> but it's like they they over they did a lot of they overkilled that. Like like that part was funny, but then there was like the two or three other parts that they did was like, all right, it's unnecessary. We get it. He's phony. He's making shit up. It was also just like you can easily just say, hey, we locked the door. He's chained locked. And not really lock it, just in case of an emergency. Like they ended up having. Although, it didn't really end up mattering, because they're in this whole fucking time warp. Yeah, exactly. But still, it just seemed like kind of silly that they really locked it, if they were faking all that other shit anyway. So you're saying no to me locking you in an insane asylum? Mm, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Oh yeah, I'm gonna lock you in one. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I bet you I can get you to bat by the end of this episode. <laughs> Twenty bucks, six to one odds. <laughs> That's such a good movie. It was. <laughs> All right. So first up, we have Matt who disappears. We don't know where he goes. We find him later. He went to hell. Yeah, I, probably. So then we finally get our first kill, which is Houston. He gets lifted up and choked, and then a flash of light throws him down the hall. I'm saying it right now. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was all for it. All up until the light throws him down the hall. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Why are you trying to put CGI special effects in this film? It wasn't needed. Remove the light and throw him down the hall? Fucking awesome death scene. Really cool. The addition of the light just was horrible. Well, I'm guessing I can figure out somebody's least favorite kill. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Alright. After that, we find Matt. And he's in a hospital gown. Kind of seems a little uh, familiar from last week's episode when we get our missing cameraman considering isn't matt the cameraman in this film too there's a few cameramen in this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well they turn tc and they 
to the cameraman. But speaking of TC, he is our second death. He gets pulled into the tub filled with blood and disappears into the void of the insane asylum. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it was all right. Him getting pulled in was cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, a bloody tub, can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Although the one from, uh, how, well, uh, what was it? 13 Ghosts. That bloody tub was way better. Yeah, because there was a hot naked chicken. I don't care if her eyes were black. <laughs> the princess. I would have hit it. The princess, yeah, she was very attractive. Even with yeah, all those cuts and black eyes, like, she was insanely attractive. Yeah, I would have paid for her. You would have paid for her? Oh my god. Oh. Alright, anyway. Number three. Our third death is Matt. Uh, he commits suicide down the elevator shaft. Didn't see that one coming. Kidding. That's horrible, Richard. You don't joke about stuff like that. <laughs> oh, he, it's in a mo- It's a movie. He, uh, yeah. I mean, you saw it coming a mile away. But it was gruesome. All right. Number four. Our fourth death of the film is Sasha. Smoke comes while Sasha and Lance are sleeping in the tunnel. And she disappears. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, and it was so boring. She just fucking <laughs> vanishes. Like, really? Smoke? Are we watching The Fog? <laughs> Come Original on. or remake? Yeah, right? The remake was terrible. <laughs> I fell asleep in the theater watching the remake. Oof. Ooh, and number five, you mentioned this one earlier. The rat. Lance kills it. He was hungry. He had to eat. The rat. Mm. Poor thing. It did look mouthwatering, though. Oh, yeah. Next time I come down, I'll get your rat burger. Oh, like Demolition Man. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Could use some ketchup. <laughs> All right, and then finally, our final death of the film is Lance. Gets attacked by the doctors, and then we see him saying he is okay, and signing off, and then the movie ends. So we're under the impression that he's a ghost. Yeah, yeah, he's a ghost. <laughs> All right, favorite kill. What do you got? Um, I like the elevator shaft. I agree, Matt. Even though we saw it coming, it was graphic and it was actually done quite well. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a that was they did a they did a good job on that one. Worst kill? Ooh, I guess the smoke one. All right, yeah. I could definitely, I could definitely agree with you on that, um, but I'm going with Houston. The light effect was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was torn. Like, oh, which one? Which one? That's all right. We got them both covered. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they both deserve it. So, did you remember to do uh, what they could have done better? No, I did not. Son of a. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I did remember as well. Uh, again, this week. So. What I put down was most of the beginning of the movie is just setting up for later and showing us that the host is just a liar. It goes on for way too long. It could have been cut in half. uh, And some of the scares could have been done better if they would have taken a little more time and effort. So storyline's all right. Uh, Just stop dwelling on showing us that the host is a liar. And then uh, work a little bit more on the scares. It would have been a much better movie. I think we... Could have got a 7 or an 8 out of this one. But they didn't. Yeah, and you're going to knock them for it. I am. I'm fucking knocking them for it. 
All right. What do we got next week? Uh, you know what? Next week, we're not going to do found footage. We'll do something with a little bit more of a Halloween feel to it. So let's do a movie from 2018 called Hellfest. Hellfest. All right. So we'll be covering that next week. Hellfest, where a group of college kids decide that they're going to go to a horror theme park. A haunt, if you will. And they're stalked by a menacing serial killer. It's a lot of good. It's good fun. A lot of good time. All right. Sweet. So join us next week for Hellfest. And again, please share the podcast with others by letting them know about the show and what your favorite episode is. You can find us on Instagram and the Slasher app. You can check out the YouTube channel for some interviews. And if you want to support the show, you can pick up some merchandise. You can buy some Four Sigmatic coffee or you can send us direct support through Patreon. All the links are in the show notes below, so go check them out and use those to help support the show. We'll be back next week with Hellfest. Until next time.